Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mommy and Murder Podcast. This is Eric. I'm the editor of the podcast. Unfortunately, we did have some technical difficulties with the audio during this episode of the podcast. We decided to continue with the episode so we could get it out to you guys as soon as possible. So it may sound a little different than it normally does. But we do apologize for any drop in quality. Thank you, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Stuck now listening to us on your drive. That's not so. true, but you should stick around. You're not stuck, but please do. <laughs> please do stick around. Please do, yeah. You know, it only takes like 60 seconds for us to get credit for you listening to us. Just a heads up. You know, just saying. Stick out for we 60. appreciate you listening to us. Listen to the homies. <laughs> You're tired. I'm so sleepy. I'm kind of slurring. My sentences aren't coherent. You know, it's fine. Parenthood. Great transition. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, okay. So you go first. Excuse I me. had the first baby. Yeah. We're just gonna purely go over. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like that. Okay. That's kind of what happened. It went. E, my baby girl. She is currently three years old. She's fabulous, sassy, and kind of an asshole. I love her, and she is very independent. I love that. Um, is it tiring? Absolutely. Uh, is amazing. It will be in 16 years, I'm hoping. <laughs> She's just very strong-willed right now, mm-hmm. which is great. Oh my gosh, you know what happened? Okay, this is this what is Oh, you always call a love tap, hello. But um, so I had. We went to the the mall where they have the water fountains in the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And. There was some dude, I think I told you this part, where, like, no? Okay, there was, like, some dude who, like, walked around, like, three times without a kid. He was taking pictures the whole time, and my kids are... I did, right? No. How do you mean? Okay. Is he an old Asian dude? Yeah. Dude, is some fucking asshole. No, I I know who he is. Well, I'm not personally, but... Okay. Continue. So this dude was there. He's older. He doesn't have kids with him. He's just walking around, taking pictures of the little kids that are playing in their bathing suits with the water fountains. Um... He starts to follow my son specifically with his camera, tracing him, taking pictures, not like following him or anything, but mm-hmm. his camera was following him every time he made movement, da, da, da. So I grabbed the dude's phone and I was like, you cannot take pictures of my son, period, right? And half of me, and he was very lucky he got the cordial half because the other half was about to throw that shit in the water, mm-hmm. right? And then go call security and be like, he's taking videos of these kids and he didn't bring a fucking kid with him, right? I was just like, you can't do it. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't be here, right? I was like, just leave, right? Yeah. It happened. I kind of talked to E about it because I was getting a little feisty, right? And so I was like, hey, like, nobody takes pictures of you. Mommy takes pictures of you. Daddy takes pictures of you. We take them of you dressed, right? You, you always have to yeah. those, like, like, reminders, like, mm-hmm. 
your body is not for anybody else to see and, and as silly as it feels because it does feel really freaking silly sometimes you're like okay you don't realize how impactful it could be and i didn't think it was that impactful right whatever it was the first time i had ever talked to her about like there are people who are allowed to take pictures of us and it's because they're our family, they're our friends, they love us, we love them, and we trust them with what they're gonna take pictures of us, right? Mm -hmm. Not asking for anything inappropriate, da, 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 right? Yeah. Of course you have to kid everything down, right? And so, I'm out of breath because I'm hyped. And so, um, so we're at a birthday party, right? And a lesser known aunt, Thea, was there, right? And so she's taking pictures of the kids and and he comes up to me and she's like, mom, she's taking my picture, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't think much about it. Like it didn't click mm -hmm. that she just saw me freaking on some man. <laughs> so so um, she comes up to me and my sister was like, hey sister, like she's probably telling you because you just got upset with somebody and she knows she's not allowed to have pictures taken of her by other people. And I was like, oh my God, like she, you're right. You know, like, so I went up to her and I pulled her back and I was like, hey babe, like, thank you for telling me that she was taking your pictures, you know? I was like, thank you for telling me she was taking your pictures. She is our family. You were playing with the, your cousin, right? She just wants a picture of you and your cousin. You guys are in a safe spot. Mom is right here. Thank you for telling me. You can be in the pictures, right? And and then she went and she was like, Tia, Tia, look at me, cheese, right? Like, <laughs> but it was kind of like that. You really don't understand how impactful you are with small things, right? And that's yeah. why, you know, like I always try to make them teaching moments as stupid as they feel sometimes yeah. but obviously she she caught on right and I appreciate that you know like that she like was like honest about it so anyways that's just a little side story that happened to us recently the guy yeah the same dude um, I'm assuming it's the same dude I'm assuming it is too. I never fully saw him but Eric talked about him mm -hmm. and so we were at the same place and I was playing in the like I was walking around the water with M mm -hmm. as she was playing and then we switch because like Eric and I. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. yeah, I overhear someone talking about like, oh, he's a street photographer, and there was like a person with like a dog next to us. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, can can take picture of your dog? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, da da. I didn't know he like I. That's the only time I heard him at first say anything. Mm -hmm. And as we're leaving, Eric goes, yeah, he was taking pictures of you and and M like playing. Mm -hmm. I was like, Interesting. Okay. Like I didn't know. You know, I was focused on her to make sure she wasn't gonna run away. Yeah, or like someone gonna take. Yeah, exactly. You know, one hundred percent understand yeah. that. Yeah, everybody's a threat at that point. <laughs> yeah, <Mindset. laughs> and um, and I was like, and Eric's here to see Eller out the whole picture. Yeah. I'm here focused. Yeah. Inner perimeter, outer perimeter, <laughs> set. No. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, like he didn't like say, Ask hey, him. I'm taking pictures of you. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm doing. This is who I am. You know, if you want to see, like, if you say yes, do you want to see them? Maybe yeah. I can send them to you guys. Yeah. Nothing. This is my Instagram. Please follow. Like, that's usually yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to see ourselves, like, on the internet somewhere. Yeah. You know, and I was like, it, at the time of day it was, I'm assuming, unless he edits differently, we would have probably been only silhouettes. Because, mm -hmm. like, it was, like, sunset, you know? Oh, okay. You know, but I was like, it's kind of weird. It's very weird. Like, it should be courteous. If you to be like, hey, I'm a photographer. It's Here's my professional, so you can see this is what I do. Can I take your pictures for this thing I'm working on? Yeah, you know? especially if it involves kids. Yeah, just for the sake of like 
privacy. Yes, you should be asking me to take pictures of me anyways, like it, yeah. me as an adult. Yeah. But if you get my kids involved um, and you don't talk to me about it, yeah. very different conversation that we're about to yeah. have. Oof, I'm pissed and I'm going to talk to that secret. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't even see him take any pictures. Mm -hmm. I, I heard him, like I said, talk to the other person about him wanting to take pictures of the dog. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. Some guy take a picture of dog. Okay, fine. But that's the thing is, if you're there to take pictures of dogs, that's one thing. And you're yeah. asking, why are you asking for permission about dogs? But you're not asking yeah. for permission about freaking human children. Yeah. Even if I'm taking pictures of M, you know, there, like while we're playing, and like, there's another kid, mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, oh, hold on. Same. Yeah. I wait for other kids to pass. Yeah. I tell the mom that's usually right there. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know I'm right here. I'm taking a picture. Your kid is not in the image, right? Yeah. Or I'll tell them like, hey, I'm so sorry. I just took a picture of your kid. You know, like you want me to send it to you. Um, I was taking a picture of my son. I was taking a picture of my daughter. They were playing together and she's just in the picture by accident. I've literally done that because I don't want people to think that I'm, and I'm not going to, but at this, in yeah. this day and age, you just need to be courteous. You just need to respect other people's privacy, especially regarding their children. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think about how like, as I was younger, I would take pictures like at the beach of like the sunset or something, and there'd be people in there. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, so cool. I see people on the sunset, but then like looking back, I'm like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, but you were a kid. Yeah, it's different if you were a kid doing it. But like, it. think about how like you, your thinking changes. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't want things to not be fun for my kids. Like, I didn't tell her those things to like scare her. Yeah. But it's important that you know, like, you just leave little tidbits of like, hey, this is your fully dressed at a birthday party and that is a family member we trust it's okay for her to take pictures out here where mom can see right like and it really sucks to have to like start bringing this awareness to them but at the same day i'd rather them have like the awareness and of course there's you know like age appropriateness so i'm not saying like what other pictures they're going to be taking and what they do yeah. those pictures for and what men use that right like yeah. you know it's just like hey it's this is what we need to your rules are this this is our safety rule right because that's what Whenever E or A don't do something right or something like that, it's usually safety related. And I have to say, hey, that was not a safe decision, mm -hmm. right? I put emphasis on the fact that it needed to be safe, not because they're a bad kid or anything, but it was not a safe decision for you to run and let go of my hand in the parking lot, <laughs> you know? Like, we halfway lost Emmett Old Navy the other day. Oh my God. Your heart drops your absolute stomach and your ass. It was like 30 seconds and I almost cried. Yeah. Oh, I, I've screamed her E's name before and it sounded like somebody hit me, right? Like, like I screamed bloody murder. And it's because she was with other people at one point in Target and she was playing hide and go seek in the coat racks and shit like that. Oh. And I've told people like, if you take her, she can't do this because it's, yeah, there's three of you and one of her. But it's usually two of them and one of me. So yeah. you can't play that because if you do that and she can't, she doesn't, you don't get that, right? When you're little, you don't understand why you can't all of a sudden play hide and seek and it's not funny anymore when mom does it, right? Yeah. <sighs> just bothered me, but I just want them safe. That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds freaking paranoid, but I just want my kids safe. And you'll hear why after this first story. It was a lot of freaking work to get them here. I was going to say, going to bring them back. <laughs> I'll turn it back. <laughs> that was a good transition. Yeah. Okay. So E. E was due March 9th. Um, March 8th. March 8th, I was pretty anxious at this point. I, we've already talked about it a little bit during our pregnancies, but I was preclamptic. At that time, nobody believed me that I was preclamptic. Um, in the medical field. 
Nobody, ex ex thank you for the correction. Yes, all my doctors <laughs> did not believe that I was preclamptic. They kind of thought it was just first pregnancy, and, uh, you know, like worries and jitters. Um, yeah, but I was swollen. I was crazy swollen. Like I was a seven and a half at that time. I was a size shoe seven and a half. And I had to wear my husband's 12 men's slides because I was so freaking swollen. Like <laughs> I didn't fit into anything. But that was, um, don't believe me, whatever. And so March 8th, I'm already struggling. You know, like my acid reflux was really bad. I had to sleep freaking diagonal, like straight up because I was like, if I laid down, I was immediately getting sick. I couldn't breathe. I, there was just a lot that I could tell was wrong. Cause you, at some point, like, yeah, there's abnormalities that happen when you're pregnant and there's things that kind of suck and really suck. But then there's, then there's you're like, Hey, like, at some point, my body shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so I ended up going in because I was kind of anxious, to be honest. At the end of the day, I was just like, oh, I'm freaking over this. Like, let's just go tell them that my water broke. <laughs> but I really thought my water had broken because I was in the shower and like a warm gush had fallen. But the reality is probably that it was like sitting on the top of my big old pregnancy belly and it fell oh, down onto my legs. But whatever. So um, so yeah. So so we went to the labor and delivery because um, at that point I had already been having like not contractions, but I maybe contractions, but I was definitely having like small pain. Mm. I mean, it felt like period cramps, right? So some people are like, I don't know. I feel like people don't think it's that serious. It feels bad, but yeah. it's also like if you're used to period cramps and your period cramps used to make you cry in bed. Not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get to the hospital, they check me, which I don't think anybody talks to you about how uncomfortable <laughs> that freaking service check is. Yeah. Oh my god. And they're just like, huh. But they're like, you're gonna feel a little bit of discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they shove a finger, two fingers, four fingers, a hand into you, right? <laughs> like it depends on how far along you are. I mean it's only no, they'll, they'll be like, they'll be like, no, they'll be like, hey, I'm gonna get a third finger in there or something like that. They'll tell you, but they don't put. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels like a fucking fist. Yeah, I've seen people. It's like they do this or they like. What B is doing with her hand is she's like making a little, you know, little, how you make your fingers run. No, it did not feel like that. It feels like she's putting a foot and a half in your <laughs> hoo ha. And so, so they do your. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> my mommy dinner purse please <laughs> and so and so like i go in there and they're like oh your blood pressure they're, they're like you're fine you didn't you didn't do this and they start doing they're like you didn't have your water didn't break it's fine <laughs> chill and i was like okay and then they're like we're just gonna run some basic tests on you da, da, da. she's like well, do you, should i be concerned i was like yeah my family was you know like i've had family who's been contact during their pregnancy and i've been incredibly swollen like this is not what my foot should look like right and she's like She's like, um, okay, we'll do some basic pregnancy, you know, running blood pressure, shit like that. And so, um, and so, and you know what, so nobody kind of tells you about is like, they have somebody going in there, like every appointment and they're like, you good? This guy beating you? Like, right? Like it's really awkward. Once. Oh, I was asked every time, but that's because, <laughs> that's because I like, you know, they make you do like yeah. mentally, how you doing? And I didn't, I never passed or I passed a little too well. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and so. And so they would um, always ask me like, oh, are you safe at home? And then, and then, so they were doing blood tests, right? And then they came in and they're like, 
uh, we're gonna keep you. You're not in labor, active labor yet, but you definitely are preeclamptic and da da da. And I was like, I've been fucking telling them. Oh, no. I was like, I've been telling absolutely anybody who would listen that I'm preeclamptic, but nobody believed me. So whatever, you know, like I was already upset, but at least they're taking care of me now. But what sucked was, this is what they hook up to me. And if you're squeamish about needles, I am too. So let's get through this together. <laughs> and so first off, they hook something up to your hand, right? A needle straight into your top of your hand, right? Ivy. And the, yeah, Ivy. I don't know. Who cares? And so, and they hook well, up for people people who know. Okay, but they the put a needle in your hand. And so like they put a little pico in your hand and it hurts, yeah. right? And it's really like it, for like a good six hours, you're going to feel like you can't do anything with that left yeah. hand. So, <laughs> you're just like, yes, how can I help you? <laughs> Yes, madam. <laughs> so, so, right? You feel like you couldn't squeeze yeah. it because you thought that the needle was going to pierce through. It. Yeah, yes. you felt like it was going to pierce through your, oh my God, my hand is losing all feeling right now because I hate this dog. <laughs> and so, and so, so they do that. And then they put me on, so I have really bad veins. I'm doing Spider-Man. <laughs> I have really bad veins. And so they did my right arm they're like what hand do you write with and i was like my right arm but you'll never find a bite being there it sucks trust me i've been going to all these damn doctor's appointments <laughs> for the last eight months and they suck and and then they um and then i've donated blood before and i've fainted every time so why would you donate blood if you don't like needles i was like oh i have a rare blood type or something like that not rare but rarer where it's what like the, it's the one that goes to everybody is that O negative or O positive? I'm O negative. Oh my god, we're so wow. wow. If you get blood transfusion, I'm here for you. Oh my god, samesies. I probably won't. So good luck. No, we're just kidding. <laughs> my blood's out there somewhere. You can have that. Um, they finally get a needle into my vein, right? And um, at this point, the plan is natural labor, vaginal labor, right? Um, you know, I knew I was going to do an epidural because fuck pain, right? Like, give me all that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, give me whatever you guys will put in me. And so... And so, you know, like I knew that this giant needle was coming in the near future. Um, and so I was, so, so they hooked me up to an, another IV on my arm because that had to start. <laughs> I'm losing all feeling in my left arm just imagining this. Um, they put me in uh, another, they hooked me up to another bag and that bag has magnesium in it. <clears throat> so magnesium is supposed to, do something about my high blood pressure that's like trying to kill me okay mm -hmm. um so the magnesium the only problem is is it's normally a three hour trip because my high my blood pressure was so freaking high they gave it to me in a, like an hour drip so basically something that i'm supposed to take in three hours i got in an hour because they're like yeah you're kind of dying right and so then they gave me that one hour drip and then i was like okay whatever made me feel so weak so dizzy so nauseous i threw up right and then once i did that one hour drip they then put me on a three hour drip um, just to keep me consistent. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having contractions throughout this because um, they, they gave it a couple of hours, maybe like eight hours at that point for me to just naturally, because at that point I was having a little bit of a contraction. They hooked the little monitor up to my tummy. It was my first kid, so I way overpacked for everything that I needed in the hospital. And so um, Trevor was there, Trevor was there the whole time with me. Um, <coughs> And, uh, and so, you know, like we're watching the contractions go up and down and like, he's like, oh, that was a big one. I was like, I can't feel it right now. No, I wasn't on any medication or anything. I was just like, you know, it was just cramps. So I'm fine. Um, 
And so like a good couple of hours passed by and family members had started to roll in. And, and this was again, March 9th. Yeah, March, yeah, March 8th, 2020. So it's like a week and a half before the entire world shuts down, right? Um, so my family was able to be in labor and delivery and they were waiting for me and, you know, uh, they would slowly roll in, but quite frankly, like I'm already not a, a, a gracious host. <laughs> so being in that position, you know, like being as uncomfortable I was, uh, I wasn't getting sleep because the three hour drip they had to take out every three hours um, and replace it. And then they had to then test my blood. So they would draw blood also like at, in a different increment of three hours or like two hours or something like that to test my blood to make sure that the magnesium wasn't poisoning me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so I was constantly being poked and prodded and, you know, I'm already somebody who's very squeamish with needles. <laughs> Maybe it'll make it easier to have this conversation if I call them needles. Um, but yeah, so my, my, you know, I didn't like the needles. I mean, the lobotomists were all lobotomists. Who are the people that take I think so. blood drawers, the vampires of the, <laughs> of the, of the, of the world were, were drawing blood, testing the blood, coming in. So like every three hours, I was getting my blood drawn. Every two hours, I was, oh no, whatever. Every three hours, magnesium change. Every three hours, blood tests. So I was exhausted in a yeah. constant state of exhaustion. And so, um, yeah, so, so it sucked. And then it finally, you know, like they would test you again, you really don't understand how incredibly uncomfortable it is for them to stick their fingers and do that service test. There's gotta be a different way. You're telling me that we've invented all of this crap and you can't tell me how far along I am, like centimeter wise. Oh my God, it's so uncomfortable. Is it not uncomfortable? It, no, it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. A couple of more hours come by and they go, the nurses were so sweet. Nurses were everything, right? Like they, yeah. they literally made it easier. They, you know, like I would explain to them when I was feeling too stressed to see guests and they would help me, you know, like manage that. They would, you know, like they, we brought uh, those nurse baskets, those like labor and delivery thank you baskets. So they were taking the Starbucks cups that I had for them and the, and the little Oreo cookies and, da -da -da. and then my dad was bringing pizza and donuts and stuff like that. Like, so like the night crew, he bring the pizza, the morning crew, he bring them donuts. So they love us. <laughs> so we're getting extra blankets and extra pillows and everybody's helping us out a little bit more. It all sucked. I was in a lot of pain. And then they said, let's start inducing, right? Because at this point you've been in labor for, I don't even remember how long at this point. You don't remember? They started inducing you on the 9th, right? Yeah. So like probably yeah. 12 hours at least. Yeah. So I think it was, yeah, that sounds about right. And then first they give you, step one is a little pill. All right. So step one. Well, step one is technically see if you can just start having your contractions, right? Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. So they start going with step two, a little pill. A little pill. They're like, hey, by the way, this is going to make your contractions kick up. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Let's just fucking add it to the fun, right? And so... Did you take the pill orally? Yeah, it's an oral pill. Okay. You know what? Honestly, things were being shoved everywhere. I couldn't tell you. But it was a small pill. Now you're making me doubt it. No, no, you can, there's, there's two different ways you can do that medication. I mean, I don't remember which way I did it, but. Um, if you saw, if you had it orally, then. 
No, I don't remember if it was oh. vaginal or if it was, because I was out of it. At that point, I wasn't getting any sleep. Mm -hmm. I was in pain. I was tired. I was grumpy. I was anxious, right? Like all the yeah. negative feelings were happening at that moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time I'm no worried. No positive. Yeah, I was worried like the whole time that they were going to, you know, like that these heart rate was going to drop because that's what they keep monitoring for, right? Yeah. I'm really overwhelmed at this point. And then they, they do, what did they do next? Yeah, so then, so then my contractions kick up, right? They start going from like a level two to three to sixes and eights the whole time, right? Wow. Yeah, so sixes and eights, they're very real contractions, very painful contractions. Sixes and eights are not fun to be around. Um, but, you know, I kind of was toughening it out anyways. I was like, whatever, I don't, I'm fine. Um, and I think at this point, I was maybe like 18 hours into labor when they started to talk to me about other alternatives. Are you dilating at all? Fun fact, I, um, at the end of this entire process, only dilated two and a half centimeters. Wow. <laughs> 36 hours. The, the end story is it took 36 hours, two and a half centimeters, and one C-section to get her out. Yeah. No, she sucks. I was 18, 20 hours in, and then I was, and, and then they, we started talking about, you know, the, I was like, what do you think we should do? She's not coming out, da, da, da. And they're like, oh, well, you, you know, like, the, the hospital that it was at, they were very much based off of like, oh, the numbers that matter, like natural labor versus C-section. We want more natural laborers and da 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 da, da right? And so like, really put I want a baby. I want a healthy baby was my only concern, right? I didn't, yeah. I just, I didn't want a C-section, right? Like I'm scared, I'm scared of needles. Like yeah. you think I want to be sliced open? And so like, and, and the thing is too, is like you take all these classes um, because that hospital like, provides classes of like, this is breastfeeding, this is, you know, what labor is gonna be like, da, 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 da. you take Lamaze classes, you take coping mechanism, right? Like everything. Um, and and then at the end of the day, it ends up <laughs> not going according to plan, which is why the second pregnancy, I was like, mm, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. But yeah, so, so we did, so then they were like, oh, well, before we do anything else, like let's, I was like, what do we, what do we do? I don't want her heart rate to drop. Um, is that like technically like 18 hours is considered an emergency uh, yeah I know that there is an hour minimum I can't remember what it was but my husband looked it up because he was like he, he didn't want to tell me what to do right because mm -hmm. he's like it's your body you know what's happening I didn't know what's happening but he was like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like he was like you know what you can handle at that point I really didn't want to start taking medication because the thing with is if you get the epidural then you can't have like medication right before right because obviously too many strong medications at the same time da, da, da. and so i was like okay i'm gonna hold out as long as possible because i need my epidural and i don't want it to wear off before labor right because that's the thing is you can't have like a constant stream of epidurals yeah. right you have to take them at epidural and you hope that you no, have the baby it's consistent it's, it's consistent you can have it because yeah, it wears like, off no it's like a thing like they can give you more <sighs> It stays in your back? No, we can't talk about that. Oh, I got dizzy. Yeah, whatever it was, I, I had, I didn't want to take it too early because they kind of pitched it to me like, you don't want to take it too early. Because I was like, I need medicine. Because at some point I was like, hey, I'm in a lot of pain. What can I do? And they're like, oh, well, with your epidural and you don't want it to wear off and da da da. So they kind of pitched it to me like that. Mm -hmm. Again, every doctor is very different. Um, I would say I got the most honest information from my nurses. 
they were very truthful. They were very like, are you okay? They, they held my yeah. hand during it all. So then they suggest the balloon, right? And that, for anybody who doesn't know, they actually shove like a balloon inside of you. At this point, I was only like a, a centimeter dilated. So to progress the labor, they're like, before we even consider a C-section, let's try this. So basically like it's a balloon that they shove all the way inside of you and then they pump it a little bit to try to like promote your cervix opening, right? And then a couple hours later, they pump it a little bit more, fill a little bit more air up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger inside of you, right? And they do it gradually so that way you can like acclimate, but you're, at that point you're in incredible pain. <laughs> Not only is it incredibly uncomfortable to have that inside of you, it's painful, right? Like to have it in you. It's painful to have it yanked out of you. It's painful to have it put into you, right? It's lots of fun. And then your contractions get worse at that point, right? And basically anytime that they do something to your body, it hurts more. So at that point I took medication. It made me very drowsy. Finally gave me a little bit of opportunity to rest. I probably slept maybe five hours during that, um, which wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, I was hilarious, right? <laughs> Obviously comedic. Um, so my like father-in-law, who really didn't know me at that time, he came in and he said something and I was being funny. Couldn't tell you what the joke was, but I was being funny. And then, and then he was like, he was like, oh, Trevor, she's funny. I was like, shut up, Swigro, I don't wanna, you know, like that. I was like, I'm always funny. And he was like, and everybody thought it was so hilarious because there's like six people standing in front of me. And like, again, you know, they were all being respectful of the fact that I was like, I really don't like visitors, right? So they kind of came in in little waves. Um, they came in while I was drugged. <laughs> like, that was nice. I was very, I was like, I'm a great hostess when I'm high. So figured out the routine now, but, but yeah. So then, so then at this point, they take the balloon out, two and a half centimeters dilated, and I drink some water, right? And I'm like, I want a C-section. My doctor's like, you don't want a C-section, the recovery is so long, you're probably gonna be there soon. I was like, can you tell me that my daughter will be fine if I don't, like, if I stay like this? And I was like, I'm not getting sleep, I'm not this, right? Like, it's hard. And she was like, she was like, oh, well, we can come back and I'm about to be over with my shift, so we can just wait a little bit. And she wanted it to be a shift change so that way she didn't have to do my surgery because the numbers would count against her or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And so, <clears throat> and the nurses told me this, mind you, like they were like, they're like, yeah. I was like, why won't they let me have a C-section? And they're like, they're like, oh, well, you know, like they kind of be are judged as doctors. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, well, sh I think their goal should be getting two people out alive. <laughs> yeah. You know? Who cares how many C-sections we have to complete? Yeah, exactly. What matters is mom and baby are both healthy yeah. and happy. And so um, they take the balloon out because it was an, it, it didn't help. Mm -hmm. They My my beautiful drug had worn off, right? I'm 36 hours until, no, I think at this point I was like 30-something hours into labor. Mm -hmm. Um maybe 28 I think because at that point I was like oh I need um I, I want to do a c-section eventually like I talked to Trevor because I was like I felt ashamed at this point I was like I can't do it I can't do it I can't I can't have this naturally I cannot do this for two more days yeah. if I'm getting one centimeter a freaking day like I'll be here for, for two weeks to get yeah. this kid out I brought the doctor back in eventually you know it was like Trevor kind of was like I just need you to do whatever's gonna keep you and the baby safe right like let's do whatever that is and and we're fine, you know, like, I do and he's like, I'm not going to tell you yes or no because your body and you need to make that choice. And I was like, okay, it's fine. So we, we tell the doctor, yes, we're going forward with the surgery. 
Because the whole time, man, I was a first-time parent. Yeah. You don't realize that you have the right to say, no, 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 stop all of this. I want a C-section. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could do that. I was just kind I of... I didn't know you could do that either. Yeah, I was just relying on the my doctor's feedback, right? Like, of like, yes, yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I kept asking, like, how much longer? How much? I can do it. I can. I know I can do it. But if you don't give me a freaking timeline, then it's like... Because every time I would do one of them, the pill, because they do two rounds of the pill, I think. And then and then the balloon, right? And so I think I had done two rounds of that pill, which intensified the cramps. And then I was um, at the balloon, which intensified the cramps. I'm in pain every time I did it. They were like, this is going to do it for you. This is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, use this. You... And at some point, you're like, fuck. <laughs> Your body can't do it anymore, right? And so I didn't know that. I didn't know you could say, hey. This is not what I'm gonna do. I cannot do this anymore. You need to give me a C-section. And that's eventually what we had to do. And so so I have the doctor, she comes in and she tells me that, um, first she tries to talk me out of it, which is already a really hard decision because yeah. you feel so like, there's this like innate need to have the babies naturally and you know, like recover and drop 60 pounds for a cancer, yeah. you know, like, there's so much pressure. The only classes they taught was how to recover from a vaginal birth. Nobody taught you how to recover from a C-section, right? Nobody taught you how to prepare for a C-section. Nobody taught you what supplies to buy. I didn't have any supplies for a C-section. I didn't know what the process was going to look like. I didn't know what a surgery for a C-section really was. Mm-hmm. I just knew the word C-section, and I knew that they, they it's a surgery, but, but you go to work and back in eight yeah. weeks, you know? So I think about eight hours before I ended up having the surgery, they asked me if I had eaten or drink drink anything. And I was like, yes, I've had water. And they're like, oh, then we have to wait another eight hours. I was like, fuck. And I was like, okay. They're like, well, what time? And I was like, I don't know. Honestly, I just had it. I don't, I didn't have a lot, but I did have water. And you know, like it's a major surgery, so I'm not gonna lie about it, but why a lot for water? I. They probably have to wait. They probably just told you that to give me more time to have the baby naturally, right? I felt like, you know, like at the moment it was more like me just being scared and relying on my my medical team to advise me what was best. But you know, now being out of it and having experienced a second labor and dealing with a different medical team at a at a hospital altogether, you know, like I can tell that there's a difference in practice. It was all trash. And then, uh, so they made me wait an extra eight hours and I was in cramp, I was contractions and I couldn't do more medication because I had to be fine for the, for the C-section and I couldn't do, you know, like drink or eat. So I'm starving. I haven't eaten in like 20 hours because I've been vomiting the magnesium out of my body. Um, and so, yeah, so, so then I go in and I'm terrified of needles, right? And um, right before they put me in, they roll me into the C-section room, they separate me and Trevor, right? Which is so scary because now I'm in this big white clinical room and nobody talks to you, mm-hmm. right? Like you're just a little something they're going to work on for the next 15 minutes and then you're out of there, right? That's mm-hmm. literally what ends up happening. Wow. Yeah, it's very scary, very medical, very cold. Um, so I go in there again, thank God for my nurses. So I'm shaking pretty badly. I'm scared of. Are you shaking because of nerves? Are you shaking nerves? Nerves. Um, um, I'm there naked except for like the little savana thing that they make you wear. 
And then I'm like, it's like a Snuggie, <laughs> a cold, hard, itchy Snuggie. And so, and so they have you, they, they're like, oh, okay, they're talking to each other. They're prepping, they're, you know, like they're just doing all these medical things next to you. And, you're, and then you see a tray of all the shit they're going to use to open your body. That's really, really hard to see. Mm-hmm. Like all these sharp, shiny knives you see in the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, that's what you see. Trevor's not there. I don't have really a support person. And I couldn't tell you if this happened my first pregnancy or my second delivery, but I remember both times somebody was there for me, like a nurse, right? The nurse I leaned on pretty heavily. Um, Again, I can't remember if this happened the first time, so I'll say it this time. But a nurse stood in front of me. I held on to her. She was like, oh, you know, like, how are you? I was like, oh, I'm okay. And she's like, you? I was like, I'm really scared of needles, to be honest with you. She's like, okay. What they don't tell you is if you don't go to the epidural route, you're still gonna get a big ass needle in your back <laughs> for the C-section. And so she's like, okay, you're gonna slouch your shoulders forward, touch your chin to your neck, uh, your chest. Um, you have to relax, you know, like open up the vertebrae in the back essentially, and we're gonna shove a needle in there, and you know, you're gonna lose all feeling in your bottom half. It's scary doing that by yourself. Again, they can't have like husbands in there or partners in there because partners faked in those rooms seeing a giant needle and then somebody slashing you open, right? Like it's also like a sterile procedure, so they so, can't have anything. exactly. And so, um, so they ask you questions. The anesthesiologist, um, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but they they come in and they ask you questions about how much you weigh and da 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 da, and then they offer of that. They're like, okay, well, this is how much we're gonna give you for medication. I start having a panic attack. I do it both times. I start having a panic attack and I can't breathe. They put an oxygen mask over me. They lay me down um, right here. And I was like, I can't really breathe. So that, that's when they add the mask to my face. And then, and then, but at this point you can't feel your, your legs, right? Like, they're like, do you feel this? And you know when they numb your teeth or your gums and you know that they're pulling on you, but you can't feel it. And it's a really weird feeling. That's what it was like for the entire bottom half of my body, right? They poke around you, they ask you if you can feel, again, they're very nonchalant about it. <laughs> but anyway, so the, the girl, the nurse asks me to like, she's asking me questions. She's like, why don't you meet your husband and da da da. And we go, I, you know, she's trying to make it easier. But whoever poked me in my back hit a nerve and I ended up kicking <laughs> the labor <laughs> delivery <laughs> nurse. I was like, I am so sorry. That was not me. <laughs> but yeah, because because whatever nerve hit was connected to my leg or something. <laughs> but but yeah, so I kicked her. No, it was really funny. It I needed some comedic relief during that. And so, like I said, the they jammed me again, and then they lay you down pretty quickly. And you're laying there and they start the procedure. They like put this giant blanket up so you can't accidentally see what's happening to your bottom half, right? Um, so they like start doing it. And again, it's so scary to, so scary, so scary <laughs> to, to like feel yank, yank, oh yank. And it feels like, you know what they're doing down yeah. there, but you don't see it and all of it's scary. And you're like, I saw all those tools, you know? I know what yeah. they're using right now. Like your imagination starts to do this and and you go through several layers of your body like i don't think people will like understand because 
I keep getting a lot of comments like, enjoy your baby leave. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had eight weeks off. I'm like, bro, I had a major surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I had a major surgery and I almost like died. Like it's fun. It's fun on my side too. Then after they do the initial cut, that's when they bring, in my case, Trevor, your support person is what they call it. But um, they brought Trevor in. Trevor, you know, like is there and he stands near my head. Um, at this point, the oxygen mask was already on my face, um, but it was so weird because again, this was right before COVID was a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm laying in, in there before Trevor comes in there. And again, it's so medical. There's no warmth, there's no love in there, right? So like over my head, while I feel them yanking at my lower body, I'm, I just hear like, oh, okay. Yeah, they say it's gonna be a huge, you know, like huge cases. We're not gonna have enough beds. We're gonna be short by like 50,000 beds and da 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 da. So they're just talking about this like oncoming pandemic, not realizing what it's about to be, but they're like talking about it casually, like it's a normal conversation and I'm here like not open. <laughs> My body's not completely exposed by them. Um, but yeah, and then, and then once they brought Trevor in, you know, like maybe three seconds later, and, and all you can do at that time is like, I don't, I don't really know where my mind was. I think I was just focusing on not passing out because I'm at that point, I'm pretty dizzy, right? Like yeah. I'm pretty dizzy because I'm scared. Is the medicine gonna wear off? Is, you know, like, am I gonna die? Am I gonna bleed to death right now? Like your mind goes dark places. Is the baby gonna be okay? Like how's Trevor gonna be able to raise this kid by himself, right? Like, yeah. you know, like I don't think I updated my will and da, 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 right? Your mind goes to really dark places. The baby cried and I had my daughter, yeah. That was it, and then they they let him hold her first, yeah, which is weird. I just did that, but yeah. <laughs> they let him hold her, and then he kissed me, congratulated me, gave me my daughter, and they are sewing my body back together. They, I don't want to get too graphic, but I think it's important people understand how intense the yeah. surgery is. They put my organs back into my body. Right? Because that's what they do. They put all your shit in the side so they can get to the baby. Yeah. How intense is that? Nobody tells. Did you know about that before you started having friends in your life who had labor? No, no me neither. Guess when I found out that they did that? On that table. <laughs> did you see them? No, of course not. They have that giant blanket but tool. But, like, did, did Trevor say that he saw, like... He says he did, but I know his ass would have knocked the fuck out. And then at that time, like, and so, like, at that point, like... I can't really hear, I can't really think. All I'm looking at is like the baby. And I start crying pretty hysterically. And my mask is like making it foggy, so yeah. it's making it even worse. And then, you know, like, but I'm just like trying to listen, make sure she's alive and okay. And, you know, like hearing her cry was amazing. And, you know, like, uh, that's it. And then I was a mom and they sewed me back up. They put everything back inside, you know, and while they were in there, they asked me if they I wanted my tubes tied, which is such a weird question to ask while I'm open. Hmm. Yeah, there she was like, oh, do you want your tubes tied? I was like, I have not even fucking considered this. What does that mean? How permanent is it? You know, like I've heard the phrase tubes tied before, but I like didn't know that you can make that decision right then and there. And also like, hmm, I've heard you can. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so, I think we went into most of the rest into the postpartum episode, but you know, like I still had to be treated for the magnesium stuff. Um, I threw up a lot after I had her because I did just was like, my body wasn't doing well with all the medication that was in it. Yeah. Um, I was like crazy depressed after that, right? So like I got the biggest knot in my hair that took like 
like my hairstylist like almost two hours just to undo by itself yeah but i mean like the rest was recovery i think we talked about it um i'm being i mean i'm happy she's here yeah. it was just a this is not fun getting them here it's fun making them then it's fun not fun having them in your tummy and then it's not fun taking them out of your tummy and then you like them again <laughs> mine was not as traumatic second one sucked too man i didn't get it easy either time but yeah yeah um so and was due on the 16th of june and that came and went i was like this is fantastic awesome so fun fact obviously they can't like determine how big or small they was going to be they can guess you know but i remember asking like i don't know if i asked i think she just my doctors told me like at like a previous appointment mm -hmm. oh she's gonna be super long you know i don't know, I don't know what that means but okay and, like based on she was like filling my stomach she's like yeah oh, she's a long one yeah so, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, okay. Is that good? <laughs> and then she's like, she'll definitely be eight pounds. And I was like, okay, you know, da, 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 whatever, you know. Mind you, she was almost ten. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so, so like I said, due date came and went. I was like, are you kidding me? I just want to be done. And so it's a Friday night, and my mom was in town, and we went to go have dinner um, with one of her friends. And my brother and me and Eric at Chili's, mm -hmm. right? And I didn't feel any different. Uh, I didn't finish my food. It just sucks. Yeah, that's the worst part. It was like the po oh, I'm such a good pasta too. <laughs> I mean, it was like leftovers home, but you know, like usually finish my food. Yeah, you know. And so I just talked it up to be like I'm just over pregnant. There's just like no more room. Yeah. And then got home normal day i was sleeping on the couch at that point because i couldn't sleep in the bed comfortable wise you know and then around 2 specifically 2 10 a.m i had to go to the bathroom mm -hmm. and then i was like i think my water broke and so i go to the bedroom and i wake eric up and i was like don't get too excited pretty sure my water broke mm. don't know if it's true or not but i think yeah and you know when you're so nervous and like so like ugh, you kind of like get giggly mm -hmm. we both were as we're like getting stuff together because at that point i was like the water's broken like yeah i feel like yeah i'm standing there and i was like i gotta need a towel yeah and um it wasn't a gush mm -hmm. like you always assume like your it's water just breaks are just a huge no. gush yeah no it was like trickly yeah mm -hmm. Ooh, it's yeah kinda weird okay yeah. like this is not what i saw in yes <laughs> no and um and so we're like kind of you know being giggly because it's like oh this is happening we're having a baby yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> as we're like getting stuff together because we didn't fully pack the diaper, the diaper bag the hospital bag yeah yeah and i was i called labor delivery and i was like i'm pretty sure my water broke do i come in because i knew the answer but i need someone to tell me the yeah, answer yeah i know i know you you have the guilt thing yeah and so they were like yes come in i was like okay cool and then we're like ha 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 and eric was like being funny packing the bag and then at that point i started having contractions and i was like huh okay we need to go yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm starting to get contractions and yeah. they're becoming annoying this is no longer funny yeah <laughs> like they're being annoying yeah. and we have to go now and so we're in the car normally i drive places because i get car sick mm -hmm. you know but i can't drive so eric drove we lived 
a good 35 plus minutes away from the hospital mm -hmm. that we were gonna like give birth at. So we're driving, whatever. And I'm texting, mind you, it's like 2 a.m. So I'm not gonna call anybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm texting all my friends, like texting family, everything like, hey, don't know if this is what happened, pretty sure, but we're going. More updates to come. And um, it's just the just fun part of the story. It's something to do with labor. But they had the exit to the hospital closed for like two exits. Oh, so we had to go like three exits past the hospital, get oh, off, make no. turn. And I was like, well, contracting. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to labor and delivery. They do like the triage where they like, they check you, mm -hmm. get you undressed, everything, get you set up. And they tell me I'm like three, four centimeters. And then I start getting sick. Like I have a high P-torn, but when I hit that threshold, mm -hmm. Rowing up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like throwing up. This is really gross. I apologize, but it's just part of the story. I ended up throwing up food I ate. Aww. All that good pasta. Oh, I know. It was such a this is such a good meal. And um and then they do their thing, you know, they get you set up and then they move me to the delivery room and then they check you again they check me again. At that point I was like six. So I'm like progressing. Six pain level. No, six centimeters dilated. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So it's like happening. Like I'm progressing, you know. And like you want epidural, and I was like, yes, give me that mm -hmm. as soon as you can. <laughs> and they never, like you had said, they tell you to hunch over and everything, but they don't stop when you're having a contraction. <gasps> I didn't even think of that. You're already in an immense amount of pain. Yeah, and I'm actively getting sick yeah and he's like sit still more arch your back fuck more. you wait yeah. three more minutes and my nurse that was the only nurse as a whole experience that was not the best nurse really she was not supportive she was just like you need to hunch over yeah like, she's doing her own thing like she wasn't being mean yeah no but she she was on her own schedule and not respecting what your body was doing yeah and it just she wasn't like being there for me to see yeah. what you would like want well that's what I mean, if you go into that field as a labor and delivery, especially nurse, mm -hmm. they're all, they're so amazing. I only yes. had good experiences with my nurses. Yes. She was the only one. And what, like I said, she wasn't bad. She just wasn't like, you're doing great. She was just like doing her own thing on the computer. Yeah. Which may have been just because she needed to get that stuff done. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm over here and they're asking questions and stuff. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, I'm having a contraction. Oh, my God. Like, when you're having contractions, I'm pissed at people for talking to me. I remember being so fucking angry because I was like, are you fucking, are you talking to me right now? Like, do you not see, look at the chart. There's <laughs> a chart. The chart. There's a chart managing, watching my little, you can't track that. Come on, nurse. <laughs> and they had to do it three times in my back to get the good thing. So I'm actively getting sick, actively having contractions. And at this point, no pain, like no pain meds, nothing. And because either the way I'm sitting or the way my back is, mm -hmm. he has to try three times. Yeah, three times it hurts. Back. No. And um, there's just not a space, I guess, between those vertebrae. vertebrae that they need. I don't know. So finally they get it. I'm like, oh, yes. And they tell you, okay, you can press this button every 15 minutes to kind of get like a burst of it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, okay, you know, is it working? Whatever. And I was like, yeah, a little, like, you know, and they're like, okay, it's not going to take away pain. Just you're just, you're still gonna feel pressure and I was like oh, okay you know and so at this point it's now maybe like I don't know like 5 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. what time did you get in there 
I thought they like a two something, but it took them an hour or so plus to like to go to triage. Yeah. yeah, and so I think I slept. They're like, take this time to sleep while you're, you know, da da. I think I slept for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and I woke up like in pain, mm-hmm. right? And I'm pressing the button, and I was like, I'm still like in pain. It's not pressure; like, it's mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And then the nurse comes in. I don't know if I called her or if um, she just came in to do a check. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like in pain. She's like, it's probably pressure. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck you too. Mm-hmm. No, it's pain. And so she checks me at this point. She's like, you're like eight, nine centimeters, like in an hour, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, that's why. Mm-hmm. So she's like, let me know when you're ready, when you feel like you're ready to push, da da, like whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, I don't know. Like, my first time, I, get, I don't know what mm-hmm. that's supposed to like. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves and maybe, Time at this point is irrelevant. Yeah. I have no idea how long or so this was. I completely understand. Yeah. And um I guess at this point now I can't even tell you, never mind, I'm not gonna try to guess. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, I like my body itself starts to push. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I wasn't even trying. Like mm-hmm. it and then Which I think is good for people who haven't been through labor before to know. Like yeah, it doesn't you're like, how oh, the fuck am I supposed to know what a contraction feels like? You'll feel it. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no way to like you'll feel like Braxton Hicks and then you're like, oh no, these are contractions. And then you have a contraction, and you're like, build were Braxton Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a real contraction. Yeah. And I going in there didn't know I'm not I don't happen to everybody, but like pushing, mm-hmm. I didn't I first I wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Like my body was like we're pushing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a really weird experience. I never pushed, so <laughs> it was really weird. And then I was like, shoot. So I called the nurse. I was like, I'm not having a big one myself. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was like, it's the coming now. <laughs> yeah, nah. You know, I was like, I didn't, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you were like, you told me when I felt like pushing. This, that's right now. My she's, body's already pushing. obviously head out. <laughs> I was like, she's already, she's come right now. So I get, so we get the nurse back. And then I'm in pain, mm-hmm. okay? And you obviously don't know what pressure and pain feel like with an epidural mm-hmm. your first time, you know. So I was just assumed, okay, I guess that's what I'm doing. I push for two and a half hours, mm-hmm. okay. Is that a long time comparatively? Or I have easy? read and heard that two and a half hours is the limit before they do a C-section. Oh. Like of pushing. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so during that, so it was during COVID. You're supposed. They told me I was supposed to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, and they were, I, they just let it go, I guess. But I had like a rag, like a wet rag, over my face mm-hmm. the whole time. One because I'm an awkward person, and I was like, I'm just exposed to everybody. Yeah. But two, it helped with like my focus and like my pain. Yeah. So I was like, I'm in pain. And um, and then the there's like nurses there. Um, I should probably pause that part. So. Sorry, I'm gonna go back. That's fine. You're when serious. I got to the hospital and I saw, and I got out of the car, I felt this gush, and I was like, "Oh, my like it's just more my, my water, water bike because <laughs> I'm in the car." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And so when I get to labor delivery, before they like got me in the room, they're like, "If you can, give us a urine sample." And I was like, "Okay," and I go and it's. I had meconium, which for those who don't know, it means your baby pooped. It's like your baby's oh, yeah. first couple that. poops, mm-hmm. but um, M pooped inside, mm-hmm. right? Which, which is rude. Yeah. And it's common, but not all common, mm-hmm. you know? And it's more common for those who are like past their due date. Mm-hmm. Like it's sense. more common for them to happen. 
and so they're like okay and so because of that it's can be partly dangerous if the baby swallows the meconium in there or on the way out mm -hmm. right so in delivery they had the NICU team there just mm -hmm. in case oh wow so it's the doctor or midwife I don't know I have like two nurses and then the NICU team mm -hmm. and then I'm pushing I'm pushing and I remember just looking at the clock just go because mm -hmm. there's a clock like right there on the wall and then the past couple times the past like last few times I pushed all of a sudden things got like really hectic mm -hmm. the doctor was like you need to push now we need to get her out now yeah. like it's all of a sudden the go time I've heard, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, thinking they were just like, kind of like motivating me. Mm -hmm. And then they got her out and then they didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear a cry, mm -hmm. nothing. And I was paranoid. You know, for those who, yeah. I would talk about it, rainbow baby. Yeah, exactly. And they had to suction like the meconium out of her lungs to get uh, her to cry. Whoa, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, mind you, didn't tell me. Yeah. I just recently found that out. Why not tell me what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, past that. We're past that. Such an emotional moment. And I know that they're doing, they're just being fast and they're getting yeah. everybody safe. And fucking amen. Just have somebody in there just as a liaison for communication. Yeah. And so after they got her to cry, she was fine. They asked, I think, if I wanted to hold her. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was so, like, emotionally just drained. And one, I was super in pain. And then, so Eric held her first. And um, they, it took them, like, over an hour to, like, stitch me back up. Because I tore, not, like, the worst you could tear, but, like, a fairly decent tear. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, second degree. There's, like, four degrees. So mine was, like, second degree. So mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, just... All tears suck, especially yeah. down there. Yeah, you know, don't, don't knock it. <laughs> but um, but I know people have had worse. No, yeah, but it's like okay. your pain is still valid for me. <laughs> but I, it was so it hurt so bad because again, mm -hmm. I felt everything. Mm -hmm. Right, like I don't, I the epidural didn't work. Yeah, you know, so I felt everything. Mm -hmm. It may have helped maybe a tiny bit. Yeah, you know, but like not enough to be like, it. I had an epidural. Yeah, you know. So again, I was super in pain and everything, but yeah, mm -hmm. she came out fine and she was fine. What assholes is what I took away from this story. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so I was only in labor realistically from like water breaking to having her mm -hmm. in like eight hours. Yeah. Which personally, I thought it was going to be such a long time because my mom, you only hear stories of people like, I was in labor, like you, yeah. 30 something hours. Mm -hmm. My mom was in labor for like 19 hours of being like, yeah. I was like, I mean, for first one's usually longer. Yeah. I was like, how can I be here forever? What? <laughs> yeah. My body's like, no, we're going now. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, sorry, we made you wait so long. I go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, labor is crazy, and I feel like people really don't don't know about it. But mm -hmm. we definitely want to hear about your guys' labor stories because we know there's some gnarly things that have happened yeah. out there. And so if you have any labor stories, please tell us. Where can they tell us, B? Um, on Instagram at <coughs> at coughcough.com <laughs> exactly. just how it spells how it sounds like coof coof <laughs> um, at mommy and murder at 
Okay, my bad. Jeez, I was getting to the email. <laughs> and via email at mommyandmurder at gmail.com. Um, we have a TikTok. I sure do. Can you message on TikTok? You sure can. Oh, okay, well, you can tell us there. Yeah, mommy and the murder. Yeah, please do. We want to hear everything. We really do. I think I don't think you guys understand how meaningful it is. Any yeah. message, any random person who asks us why we haven't been <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so those are our crazy labor stories. Yeah, there else was... Oh, yeah. Mine was not as fun. It was... <laughs> worse than mine and they all suck. i got pretty lucky but no it's all labor suck <laughs> all labor suck they only end with one positive and that's our kid so um yeah so we want to hear your guys' stories we want to uh listen to them we want to read them whatever you gotta do we want to hear them we want to be more involved with the village now that we're back and we're recording and we're going we have a good schedule to get a little bit ahead again hopefully you stay ahead you know yeah. despite our busy mom lives so that's uh that's gonna do it so go ahead and uh and stay tuned for part two and stay tuned for part two where we're gonna go ahead and talk about the boys labors yeah both suck just as much <laughs> all right well i'm ellie and i'm b and this was mommy and murder podcast make sure to follow like subscribe all the things that you're supposed to do so that we can be on other people's podcast earballs all right cool thanks bye